We live in an era where electric mobility, energy transition and batteries are the subject of news media and the focus of companies worldwide. There are more and more jobs opening up in the battery field. One of them is battery analyst. Hans-Erik Mellin started his career in communication sciences, and this is how I met him actually. But he has spent the second half of his career specializing in battery analysis. Hans-Erik, the mic is yours. Yeah, my name is Hans-Erik Mellin. I work as an analyst in the life cycle of, of batteries, and particularly in lithium-ion batteries. So I, I guess you can call me a, a battery analyst. I, I run a company where we collect and analyze data on the, the life cycle of lithium-ion batteries and in all those applications that, um, that these batteries power. And you've done this for how long? So I started Circle Energy Storage, which is a company I'm heading about five years ago in London. Mm-hmm. And I've been in the, in the business, in the actual battery industry, and in, in particular, in fact, in the, in the end of life side of, of batteries for around 15 years in different kind of roles. But uh, the, the actual analyze, uh, the analyst role uh, is something I had for five years. Okay. And of course, I mean, it's a very relevant job because it's, you know, it's the era of electric and uh, everybody talks about uh, batteries and what's going to be the future of it and mobility in particular. Does it span, does your job span beyond mobility? And, and, and if so, what, what would be like your typical day of work as an analyst? Yeah, so, so as I said, we, we focus on the, the whole life cycle of, of lithium-ion batteries. In the future, we might look into other kind of batteries as well. Maybe we go beyond batteries as well. We mm-hmm. definitely go already beyond mobility because our, our core is really on the, on the end of life side. That is how we started. That's what, where we were really interested in looking at how do people and businesses reuse batteries and uh, even more how are they recycled and how does these recycled materials goes back into the value chain but by doing that you you have to understand really the 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 full life cycle and also from those aspects we don't only look at mobility i mean today light and heavy electric vehicles are very important i mean it's really what is driving the whole lithium-ion battery industry but that has only been the case for about five years. And the battery has mm-hmm. been in the market for 30 years and it's mainly been portable electronics that's been driving and also enabling the, the development as we see today in, in mobility. So we have to keep track of you know, everything from, from how people are using their mobile phones and laptops to how we are using these batteries to back up the data centers or to telecom towers, forklifts and whatever. And, but obviously, so much is really connected to different kind of mobility solutions today. So, so of course, we are there. And for the young people listening, uh, this is very intriguing because, of course, everybody has got his own uh, path in life. And both you and I started uh, from the same start, <laughs> which yeah. is communications and PR. This is actually how we met uh, university during the university years. Yeah. So between, you know, becoming a PR and communicator, what brought you to be interested in, in batteries and how was this development in your life and how did it happen yeah i mean there are certainly some you know just coincidences that brought me there but there there is in fact also a a line that kind of connects the dots in my life bringing me back to to my education for sure and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I, so, so I majored in, in media and communication and also at uh, sociology and uh, business administration uh, many years ago. Why is it now? <laughs> I don't care to remember, but uh, like, like 25 years ago. And I started out in, in communication. I was heading investor relations in a larger investment company. I started and, and ran a mid-sized public relations consultancy for, uh, for like five years. But that, that is also where I was, I was really interested in not least in new technologies, in very much around the environmental part of it as well. And I really got back to you know, the, the fundamental in communication, uh, because to, to me, what, what I was really thrilled about in, in communication science was how uh, everything that connects to diffusion of innovations, um, about how opinion leaders take us, you know, uh, to spread, spread mm-hmm. the word more than what the media is, and uh, a lot of those basic theory around communication. And I got really interested in how, how new behavior is, uh, or I mean, how you should work if you want to change people's behavior, uh, because that also connects a lot to how technology is a- adopted. So I, yeah. after I uh, was running this PR agency, I, I really went back and uh, I started to study, uh, not at the university, but privately, basically, reading up okay. everything I've been doing before. And much more than that, to really get deep into diffusion of innovation and everything relating to that. And this was in the, the, the early 2000s also when, when climate change became uh, very important and also other environmental aspects. So I saw really the environmental areas, uh, something where, I mean, this is where behavioral change is, is needed and also where new technology yeah. is needed. So I started to work in... in different kind of areas in alternative fuels like biofuel uh, and biogas cars. I was working with solar and also with batteries already in the, in the early 2000s. And I was also working a lot with recycling. And uh, that started to give me that kind of profile. And uh, although I, I was out doing other stuff, I, I ran a social media company for a while. Then I got back and became CEO for a company that made sorting equipment for for batteries. So we use artificial intelligence to, to sort thousands of different kinds of batteries for waste batteries. So you can, so you could uh, recycle them after you've been sorting them in different, different kind of chemistries. And that is, was really the start and, and took me out in the world and, and learned everything about battery recycling, but also learned, give me a, yeah, a lot of knowledge about how batteries are used and I was very curious about all those batteries that are recycled. What about those that we are not recycling? Uh, where are those? Mm-hmm. Why are they not ending up here and there? And eventually, yeah, that, that ended up to where I am today. So, so I, I really have my education to, to thank to, to being where I am today. Yeah, so the your yeah, your education really led you to to what you're doing now. And um, when you say that you were working with in you know, um, biofuels and alternative, uh, you know, renewable sources. What does it mean? Like, what were you doing exactly when you, I believe you were already an entrepreneur, right? Like you had your own company. Well, usually I was hired as a consultant in, really in the, in this uh, technology marketing and behavioral change uh, aspect. So I was working for both other startups and for um, you know for governments um, it could be anything okay. from, from you know writing 
long, uh, sometimes quite boring reports, but uh, also working <laughs> very tightly with these companies. And it was really about how do you take something that is very small that people don't have really can't really relate to that behavior, uh, like driving cars with new kinds of fuels, or how how do you make them invest in uh, like in uh, wood pellets or in solar heating or solar mm -hmm. cells because you don't need solar cells on your roof to get electricity because all of us are already connected to the grid. So how do you actually do that? Is it economic or social incentives needed for this? So and, and this really connected well to, to to what I've become quite knowledgeable in. And batteries is uh, quite uh, quite the same. I mean. Then I always, <laughs> I've always been fascinated about batteries as such. I think it's such a cool product that, that can move energy in, in time and place, which enables so much, really. Uh, the, so I, I'm childishly interested in batteries as, as a concept <laughs> and everything it enables. I mean... It's, batteries are in themselves are, I mean, super boring. I mean, they, we don't need batteries usually. It's only in, in, in residential or in any kinds of stationary, stationary energy storage. But otherwise, what mm -hmm. we need is a, it's a car, it's a mobile phone, or as in your case, a plane. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so, but we don't need the battery. It, it's just an enabler. But that also takes me out in, in that world and to, to become acquainted with all those different kind of applications, they, they, they power, which is really cool. So yeah, uh, so, so I'm, I'm interested in that as well. If you could choose uh, your most favorite um, mandate, uh, what would it be? Like, what would you love to, to report on or to advise on for, for a client today? H how do you mean in terms of in terms of uh, like, okay, you got a, as a consultant, you're hired and uh, you, you need to, you know, like, uh, what kind of consulting would you be liking to give to a company? You know, it's about batteries, like, is okay. it the way that uh, they can be recycled? Or yeah. is it, the, you know, of the life cycle? Right. What, what is it that would you would be? Well, I, I think it's really interesting, because I mean, the reason why i have actually become quite successful in the area. I think it's, I mean, a few years ago when I started this consultancy, I mainly focused on the recycling of batteries. And I, I honestly just asked myself whether that will cover uh, a half-time consultancy because, I mean, how, how important could this be? And, and since then, recycling, reuse, and the, the whole circular economy around batteries has become so huge, really. So, so yeah. of course, I'm very happy for that. But... I also think that we, I mean, the, the, the general industry and not even policymakers understand what circular economy is and um, how we really should look at it from a sustainability point. Because circular economy starts really with, yeah, I mean, with, with manufacturing and, uh, and also with ideas that we should actually use as little resources as possible. So. Mm. If I look at what I really would like to advise, and this is where I'm already advising both governments and, and businesses, is really how can we use less batteries? We, we have a situation, okay. not least in the West, where we are, we are not leading in this. We, we are not leading the, the field. I mean, we, we, we basically outsourced this to, to Asia 20 years ago. And now everybody are determined that we should get back in the game. 
but I think it will be very, very difficult because they are, they are just so good at it's in China, South Korea, and other countries. Mm. Like, so I think we, we should just look at how can we use less batteries because that would also make us uh, less dependent. It, it makes us less dependent on other countries, but it also makes us less dependent on on critical materials and, and also means that we, we we don't need to dig up as much material from the ground as we otherwise would. I mean, we, we, we need to dig up a lot already. So, And what is the consequence of using less battery? I, I think we should look at from, I mean, how can we use smaller batteries uh, and instead use fast charging or uh, abundant uh, charging infrastructure, uh, opportunity charging or battery swapping or other. I mean, everything that really... You know, the, what we really need to see is innovation in how we can not only change how we go from an, a fossil fuel driven vehicle, but how can we use less vehicles? How can we use smaller vehicles? How can we use uh, make better use of, of, of those poor lithium atoms that are in these batteries? That is, that is still an area where the West could actually have a contribution but the, the funny thing or maybe not that funny but the, the interesting thing is that even there i think china is in the lead in looking in, in, in these kind of alternative ways of looking at but but that is really an area i think where we need to, to look much much more and not only you know like mm. in the us right now build cars that, that basically every battery in those cars could could power four uh, normal size electric vehicles if you if you just thought about it differently do you think that um you know you being a consultant like is there a, a job a position that in the future could become a, a, an actual position within companies to be a battery expert a battery analyst and circular economy expert yeah i think i mean it's so funny really when, when I'm quite often re referred to as being a battery expert, and I, I'm not really a <laughs> battery expert. I, I know and I understand that I know much more about battery than the general audience, of course. So, I mean, if I'm yeah. at the dinner party, I think it makes sense that I can <laughs> tell somebody about, <laughs> about how batteries, right? But yeah. I think an interesting aspect is really that you can look at an area from so many different kind of perspectives, and all of those perspectives are needed. I, I was really almost ashamed of, of telling about my background. I mean, uh, having a, a degree in, in communications and, and here I'm talking about, you know, ions and atoms. Technical and, stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, ampere hours and kilowatt hours, what, what have you, right? It, it, it is equally ridiculous when you have a chemist or a physicist looking at people's behavior and try to understand the, you know, the, the, the trade of these, uh, of these batteries, all these applications. But, but that is also what we are having. I mean, in research, we, we have a lot of people with really deep technical backgrounds that are, they are basically cheating in areas where, which they don't know very much about. But they, they know the need of looking at those areas. I mean, if you are a chemist, you, you know, and you might be interested in how these are recycled, uh, these batteries, and then it makes sense for you to, to address those issues. But if you try to understand what really brings the, the, the batteries into back into the value chain, why are they there, where will they end up, it's not chemical questions. And I think that, that relates really to, I mean, 
Yes, I think there are already a lot of analysts and experts within companies, uh, both, uh, I mean, mm -hmm. in big consultants companies or in the actual OEMs or in battery companies, of course. But yeah, I think there is a huge need to, um, to really look at change from, from various or, or, or different kind of perspectives. Then in which form and in what kind of role you have, uh, I mean, a problem of both only being an analyst is also that you, you're only you're theorizing around something, right? So I think you, it's mm -hmm. important that people have actually real, real back, uh, or I mean, real experience from being in the actual industries as well. It's like yeah. I, I don't think academics are unless it's very technical issues, but but otherwise, it's in social science. I think you you have to get out there. Uh, you have to mm. you have to get out and. Yeah, not necessarily get your hands dirty, but see, uh, learn for yourself <laughs> and see the problems that arise and be curious. And then you can become a, a good analyst, I think. You know, coming from a more humanistic uh, background and uh, jumping into a very technical one, um, what difficulties uh, did you perceive? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think <laughs> I actually don't know them. I think there are many, but that, that people, uh, I think, Many times people just might have going out from a meeting with me and said, that guy doesn't know anything. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, I've learned so much and I, I would be just too embarrassed to, to, to talk about how little I, I, I knew like five years ago or 10 years ago yeah. or, or one year ago for that matter. I mean, I, and that I, I think that's really important. You have to be a learner. You have to be curious. You have to mm. also risk, in a sense, to, to, to act like a fool. Because if you only stay right. in your own domain all the time, I mean, things in these you, industries you grow. go so fast, mm. really. So you have to be curious about other industries. Uh, you have to be curious about what is really driving the industry where you are yourself. And then you, you can't be, I mean, very knowledgeable about that. So I think, I mean, it, it's taken me a long time, really, to understand chemistry, because... Yeah, I mean, it, it helped to, to have uh, a son, which I helped in a way, or he helped me maybe, uh, <laughs> doing his uh, schoolwork. Uh, and I think that was brilliant. But there's been other technical details which I just didn't know so much about. And yeah, yeah, yeah so, so people might absolutely say that, uh, oh, he, he doesn't know this. But you know what? I think a few months later, I, I, did, I, I did know that. I, uh, I learned. So I think that that's what's really important. So the persistence and then, yeah, determination and also, yeah, being curious so that it allows you to, uh, to keep learning about it. And any myth about uh, your job? I don't know, really around... I mean, when, when it comes to analysis as such, I, I don't know whether that is an actual myth because I, I think it's quite rightly perceived sometimes, for, you, you know, just people with no experience, no no background, doing a lot of analysis and you know looking into the into their Excel sheets and not really what's going out uh, out or on out there. But it, the, the interesting thing is, I I think both are needed. I mean, you uh, because when when you're really in the in the actual industry, you you see very much your own business you see your competitors but sometimes it's just hard to you know to to, to see it from from the more helicopter view in a sense 
I, I often mm. think about this because as I've actually been running startups and businesses in the industry, and then I came back as an analyst, I, and I wouldn't mind to, to be in the, in, in the business or in the, in the actual industry again. But I see it a little bit like when you're surfing, when you're wave surfing. I mean, when, you're out, when you sit at the beach, you're analyzing the waves and looking, okay, there is where I will go out, there is where I, where I will catch the big waves. And you have a perfect view of that. And then you go out in the water and you see like mm-hmm. nothing. You basically only see the wave in front of you and, and, and the one behind you. That's the only mm. kind of vision you have at that point. So I think you, you, you need both. And, but rightly so, I think there are definitely a lot of analysts out there that, you know, they, they just rely on secondary information. They don't talk to the actual industry. The, uh, the sneak peek on other analysts, and um, then we, we are getting nowhere because then uh, others are relying on information that, that might not be true. I think that's the problem. So, so maybe not so much of a myth, but uh, something I not think so there is a, a myth. Not so much of a myth. Yeah. How does someone who has not had previous companies or has not been interacting with that industry start a job in this industry because you you of course you said that you you were already involved in the industry from different uh, angles and perspectives and then you got into the battery technology later can someone like aspire for a an internship or what kind of companies should they be looking for looking at in order to gain the first experience the opportunities are i mean there are several opportunities and i um, i mean there there are some many parts of this work where you have to do a lot almost mechanical work i mean just harvest like what, what we are doing i mean we we, we harvest uh, prices uh, we harvest you know all kinds of applications uh, when what are which applications are sold on various markets and and you can be on a higher level and you can down go down a low level and the there is a need for a lot of junior capacity here and I think a person that is really curious and not treat numbers only as numbers but you know is really curious about what does that actually mean I think that's uh, that's a great opportunity so it's not actually that hard to, to get into the industry but I think that you might uh, to, to be a really good analyst you you could start there but then you maybe should leave the industry for a while and get i mean use those knowledges that you you you, you have uh, got in, in as an analyst and then take that as a kind of a springboard into the real industry and work a while there and then come back i think that's really mm. ideal and i think that, that so in that way i mean not least at least here in london where i mean all the major analysts are here really in the in energy and finance and there are a lot of open positions and um, we as companies are always looking for for, for good people to hire and uh, okay. so, so i think that is a definitely a, a way to get in there but to be to be a star i think you, you have to be you have to be out there <laughs> okay and my last question is a lesson you've learned in the past that others could benefit from mm. <laughs> <laughs> looking back at um 
your excursus uh, what would you maybe change you know having known what you know today i would most probably changed a lot although <laughs> yeah. i'm happy where i am yes absolutely i yeah do you think that it could have gone there faster or easier? I think I, I was working for for too long in in the same country where I also uh, also studied and uh, grew up in Sweden, and it took. Uh, although I made some some trips out in the world for studies and uh, for work, I um, it was I, I was quite old when I moved to London. And I just to be working in another country makes you look at the world in a different way, and even better, of course, if you if you go really remote, far away. Uh, that's um, go to Asia, where I mean, in my industry, that's where everything is happening. Uh, so I think that's important. Mm. But but just by leaving your own country, and you will see the world differently. I, I think yeah. that is so important and. I think as I was in communication, I thought everything was, you know, so tied to my language. I didn't think I would be uh, proficient enough in English or in any other language. Uh, so to really to conduct my, my work elsewhere, which was so stupid, really. So <laughs> for young people, I think, I mean, even if you if you are in a metropolitan like London or New York or uh, Paris or whatever, I mean, you should leave uh, for a while at least. And uh, because that will be very different. I, when I look back many times, and you know, I, I have a lot of customers, of course, friends and others in uh, that are in my my hometown. I I think they many times have just a far too local perspective than national perspective on things. Very good advice, answered. Yeah, because uh, it's very it's very important to see the the world from. Uh, and many other perspectives than just your own culture and, and background, yeah. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. And I, I wish you all the best uh, with the, in the battery industry. It's a definitely a thriving one. And I'm sure many people want to know more about it. And, and if, if I may, I, I will uh, also put your, your website on the, on the podcast so yes. people can contact you sure. directly. Some young, uh, talent, talented minds. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm uh, always happy to, to, to chat with um, brilliant people or people that are just looking to learn in the more about the industry. It's a very exciting industry. It will, I mean, there will be a lot of different kind of roles. And um, I just want to emphasize that, that almost, I mean, you, you can come from almost anywhere uh, because it's such a diverse area in a sense. Maybe not to design the next battery. I mean, then it's good if you, you have some knowledge in, in, in physics and uh, chemistry. But everything that really relates to the business and how to use it and whatever that can be uh, that can enable, you can come from everywhere, I would say, uh, which is really exciting. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks a lot. And Thank I'll you, see you for, soon. for having me. That's great. <laughs> Pleasure. Do you want to share your profession with others? I would be honored to have you as my guest. Please reach out to me at jobtalespodcast at gmail.com.